Savvy listeners, and welcome to this episode of the Savvy Girls Podcast. What number are we at, sis? I don't know. Maybe 171? Hold on, I can look that up. We are at 100 and something episode of the Savvy Girls Podcast, and welcome, and I am podcasting to you from New York, New York. Uh, it is, in fact, 172, episode 172, and I'm podcasting to you from Montreal, Quebec. Well, I am also podcasting on 172 from New York. In this episode, I'm here, I'm podcasting again. Melanie and I are podcasting together. It's been so long, but I'm so happy to be here. And so we're going to talk about some of my knitting and some of my crafting. And Mel, what's on your side? I'm going to talk about the knitwear that I am currently <laughs> wearing, and I guess I... Well, that's good. Um, I'm going to do a bit of an update, and then I'm probably going to get a little bit political, because, you know what, it's the time for that. Now's the time? Now's okay, the time. Okay, I assume we're also going to talk about some of your travels? Oh, and we're bringing back two words, only one of which I know the definition. Excellent. Yes. Well, I'm so thrilled. So, so sit back. All get you knitters. Your, sit back. Get out your dictionaries because I'm going to need your help. And <laughs> enjoy the show. Enjoy the episode. And I said, hey, hey, it's just an ordinary day. And it's all your state of mind. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. Hey, sis. Hello. How are you? Oh my goodness, I feel like we haven't spoken in ages. Well, we have, we we actually, we just talked five minutes before we started podcasting, (laughs) but we haven't spoken on the podcast in ages and I miss it. I'm so glad we're doing this. I'm so glad we're doing it too. What have you been up to? Tell me what's, what's, what's going on in your life? I've been on vocal rest. (laughs) Oh, so let's talk about that. (laughs) Right. Um, Do you want to talk first about what you've been up to or should I? No, you go first. We'll get all warmed up. I'm out of practice. All right. All right. So um, I was an idiot because, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast for long enough, it's not that you know I'm an idiot. You know that I tend to get bronchitis fairly often. Not this often, though. This is a new record is twice in six months. However, I was in New York. I Little kids are little balls of happy germs when you're doing a kid show. And the theater I was performing in was dank and dark and dank and such. Anyway. Dreary. And dreary. And I was traveling on airplanes every weekend. Long story short, I got bronchitis. I thought I could pull it off because I've always pulled things off before performances, you know, just managed to do it. Yeah. You know, this time, this time it won. And I sang on my voice and I shouldn't have. And I lost my voice. And it's been a full month of basically not singing and not I mean, I have, okay, there has been talking, but there hasn't been as much talking. And Has there been talking? <laughs> no, in fact, there has not been that much talking. But since you went and you got a, a chest x-ray. Yeah, it's, that was, it got, yes. This, I got, is, this is a bone of contention, because every time Melanie complains to me about her, her coughing or her lungs being sore or whatever it is, and I say, did you find out the results of your chest x-ray? And the answer is always... I mean, wouldn't they call me if there was something wrong? It's been three weeks, so I'm sure it's fine. The point is... Oh, right, so clearly, clearly <coughs> the, there was no point in going for the chest x-ray. It was, my, it was on my birthday. I felt my birthday was ruined enough. So, so after you ruined your birthday, you didn't even bother finding out the result of the ruined birthday. That was only one of many things that ruined my birthday. The hour and a half on the phone with HP technical support also ruined my birthday. So the point is... Did they wish you a happy birthday? No, they argued that my my computer, which Savvy Mom gave me as a birthday present last year, that the warranty expired because in India, where the calls were outsourced, it was the 19th of January, even though it was the 18th of January where I was, you know, from where I was calling. So there was that. Oh, my goodness. That was a fun birthday argument to have. Anyway, um, the point, I'm, I'm going to get my vocal cords looked at in... Um, a week. So here's hoping. But okay, I wasn't going to complain about my very minor medical issues, which might completely impact my career and ruin it forever. Um, Instead, um, let's see, I, I was in Alberta for a couple weeks to, you know, I guess see mom, but also see the gerbil and the bird because gerbil bird. 
and the bird, the gerbil is, is hiding in her hole as she does a lot and sleeping and eating and getting super fat. And the bird, um, I don't know how she isn't getting super fat because all she does is mooch food off mom. So yes. Yeah. There's that. And then I went to New Orleans for a couple days and then I came to Montreal. I'm going to be here for a month. Here in Montreal, I'm watching a storm brewing outside right now in Montreal. And then when that's done, I am going to New York to, I don't know, go to an event that's happening in New York. That's a wedding. But also, um, right. before that, I'm going to finish. But more importantly, what are you going to do? Well, I'm finishing up the CD, the vocals on the CD. Oh, that's before the wedding. I'm hopefully, unless my voice does not come back. Uh, I am going to be working on the vocals on that, recording the vocals. So this the CD I'm recording that I have. Have I talked about it? I did on the on the tidbits. I just talked about it. And but not everyone subscribes to the tim timbits. So. Wait, what? What? I don't know. If you're not Canadian, non Canadians probably don't know what timbits are. Wait, I just called them timbits. You don't listen to my savvy tidbits? No, I said other people might not because it's a different subscription link. Do you? Absolutely, every week. <laughs> it hasn't come out for a month. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that there was one that just came out. Because I emailed you about it. Okay, that, that's maybe true. <laughs> okay, the point is... Uh, okay, so I... I'm, well, I, I talk every day. I, make I the... know all your stories. But hold on, first of all, Timbits, because I misspoke, Timbits are... Little donut holes served at Tim Hortons in Canada, the donut. There are Tim shop. Hortons in the States, too, now. Not the same. I know, but I don't think it's part of the, like, daily vernacular Timbits. True. True. So part of Anyways, our... back to you. Uh, so I'm recording a CD, not knitting mm -hmm. songs this time. It's my 12 favorite songs in the world, and I'm really excited about it, and I guess I'll talk about that more later, because um, at this point I'm a little worried that the vocals will not be happening in March where I, when I hope they're happening. So, okay. um, then there's this wedding. That's your wedding. And I'm sure you're going to talk about that. Probably. Yeah. And yes. yes, I will. Then right after your wedding, I am going on tour. So I'm supposed to be able to sing. That's um, this is, if I'm sounding hesitant, it's because I have this amazing spring tour set up, but I, um, I have to be able to sing to go on the singing tour. There's that is a little, bit of a and if, if you're listening and you've hired me for any of the gigs on the tour i can totally sing don't worry not a problem her voice is awesome don't worry everyone yeah it's all it's perfect it's you know better than ever but seriously i don't know what i'm gonna do so um <laughs> I, I really don't know what i'm gonna do oh but, okay. uh, but um this tour actually at this point oh where am i going i'm going to where are you gonna go on your tour sissy okay i'll tell you with my well hold on people who normally go on tour maybe they'll go to um people who go on music tours maybe they go to toronto or maybe you know ooh, you get to go to new york or london city or i mean i, I am going to london city but not to perform just to go okay so so where is your tour taking you all right well i'm starting in laos and then in cambodia and where 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 laos laos is where it's a i country. know where laos is i don't i don't know where laos is if you're listening and you hired me i totally know where laos is <laughs> do you know the name of the capital city i don't i don't remember the name of the capital city it's in asia hold on laos I'm singing there. I should know. I was. I I know where it is. Like because I play Sporkle. Oh, by the way, if Vien, anyone... it's Vientiane. Vien. Uh, yes. And yes. it's kind of around Vietnam-ish, right? Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos. Didn't we just discuss the fact that I don't know where I'm going? So. Um, oh right. Okay. So I'm going so, to Vien, okay, Vientiane. I'll, I'll talk about Sporkle later. Okay. I'm so Vientiane. Then I'm going to Phnom Penh, which is in Cambodia, and then I'm going to Taiwan to sing. And then Vietnam to sing. And then I'm taking a brief jaunt, you know, to the other side of the world. And I'm singing in Sudan and Chad. Oh, and then all over England. Also right after that. So that so is... So like, you have an easy spring coming up. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, it's... And we're talking... I'm doing opera mouse concerts at schools in English and French. I'm doing all sorts of... I'm doing a 90-minute version of my 60-minute Piaf and Braille show, which I need to 
Like then it's gonna be I, awesome. It, yeah, it's gonna be done in these village halls in the UK. With it's gonna be real. That's I'm really looking forward to that. And they have, you know, they sell sweets and the intermission in the interval, and they have auctions, and it's a whole village event. I'm really excited about. Okay, that. hold on, hold on, hold on. Since you're the singer, there's the most important question. Do you get free sweets? I assume I get free sweet. Oh, I, why didn't like? I, is this not in your contract? I, I, I think it's maybe assumed I get free sweets. I don't, I don't know. think you're very good at negotiating contracts, sis. <laughs> well, I mean, like, sure, you're getting flown out there, and la la la, you're getting paid. But what about the sweets? You know, I th- you make a good point. So, yeah, I know. So anyway. Anyways. Anyways, so that I guess that's what I'm doing. And then I end in mid-April with, um, I guess, a month and a half or two months or something. I, I don't know. And, you know, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm considering... Hold on, a month and a half or two months of what? Of nothing before I start touring again. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, also, and then your summer touring is where? Um, at this point, I'm going to Regina, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Manitoba, and then to Edinburgh, Scotland again. So that good gracious, you're lazy. Okay, but I'm considering in April since I will be there just a couple days before Easter. There is that tradition in the Czech Republic where you go and you go out in the countryside and you get beaten for Easter. So I'm considering going for a, for my Easter beating because. Um, and do the do the listeners know about the Easter beating? Yeah, or we, is this something? No, no. If, if you've listened to the podcast, <laughs> well, I'm just not sure if this is like because maybe someone's just relatively new and they don't know about the the annual Easter, Easter beating. Okay, um, well, because my friend Elitse, if you have listened, she had, she came on last year. I missed it by a day, and I was Salt in Prague. In the wound. Was, I know. So apparently, um, it, it's the it's the Czech tradition. When you're there, you go in the countryside and and boys or men knock on your door or where the door where you're staying and you have to give them some slivoviche some liquor to drink and if and they say a little poem and somehow this ends up that they have a willow switch and you get beaten um just a little but like not hard no no this is not condoning violence in any way except for being beaten by a willow switch on easter to keep you pure um, right. This is not. A, this is not at all violence against women. No, except, in some sort of misog- misogynist, patriarchal way. Except, I mean, I guess it kind. Of, anyway, it's one of these things. It that, totally is. It's disgusting. I can't, I can't wait. So I'm. <laughs> I, I'm considering going to the Czech Republic. I've never quite made the Easter beating, and I, this year I think I'm going to try to make it if I can. So that those oh are my, my goodness. Po- you know that the title of this podcast is going to be Easter beatings. Oh God. Instead of like, you know, a grading card would be Easter greetings. <laughs> Easter beatings. And I think I, it's going to be Easter beatings. We are in no way condoning violence against women. But this is no. a cultural thing and no one really gets hurt. Although Esther said it actually hurts quite a lot. But, um. so, so it's fun. Like, you know, young boys come to your house and <laughs> knock on your door and you open the door just to have them abuse you. Oh, no, you give them and alcohol And in return, first. you give them booze. Yes. And also they have, okay. they have an Easter market to buy things. So, yes. Oh, that's fun. So that's, I guess, that's everything I'm up to. I'm here in Montreal uh, getting a bunch of things done. I need to, I'm a little worried I won't get my visas in time for um, Sudan and Chad because it's Sudan and Chad. Um, Right, and you need visas for them. I need visas for them. Luckily, I'm not that far from Ottawa here. It's a two and a half hour drive. So I actually, technically, I thought if I could, I could actually drive the the Chad visa. They actually will give you a date when it's ready. And Sudan, they say, you know, it could be forever. So I would drive and pick up the one from Chad and drop it off in person at the Sudanese embassy. That would save me a day. So that would save you a day. Do you think that maybe you? Well, where who would you stay with there? Well, I would it's I would just drive. It's for the day. It's two hours away. I would just oh drive because oh, you know there are people. We have people. We do, but I also could just do it, you know, for the day. You anyway, could do it for a day. That that is also true. Anyway, so that that's my somewhat that fascinating. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm up to. Great. And what knitwear are you wearing right now? Oh, well, I received my swap package from Twinset Jan, and as a correction on the last podcast. I attributed Savvy Mom's package to twin set Ellen, but it was a different Ellen. There are two Ellens in Minnesota. It's not my fault because that's a lot of Ellens in one state. That is. Like, I, 
I think that they should allot one Ellen per stage. I feel this way too, and I think we should let the two of them fight out which Ellen gets to stay. <laughs> but, um, however, this this was twin set, definitely twin set Jan. I, I know her, so it was definitely her. And she sent me, it's a, uh, is it called double knitting when there's both sides are the correct side? Yeah, it, well, it depends what it is. If it's just like regular ribbing, then both sides are the no, right side. No, too, it's but... like it's a cowl, and it's done in that way that there's no seam. Ooh, then that's double double. Well, there's no seam, or like there's two colors, and one color is they're like reversed. I'm the knitting expert, and it's exactly what you just said. Okay, so it's that sounds like double knitting. It's totally as a knitting journalist. It's double knitting. As a knitting journalist, <laughs> sorry. And um, and that's what it is. And I, I love- don't believe there is such a thing. It is. There is such a thing now because I, I just said so. And you've just said so. And it's cozy, and I love it. And I, you know, and she gave me the nicest yarn, also. Except it's, it's. I think it's something like it's cashmere and silk, and alpaca, and it's made of a whole and maybe camel. It's basically made of everything, everything you'd ever want to squish against so your face. So it's a zoo. She sent you a zoo in the form of a skein. Except, except, and I I will knit out of it, and I love you. It's lace weight. Oh, wonderful. No, I have to knit something. I can't just do a hat in the dark. Well, you could do a simple cowl out of it. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to make lace out of lace weight. I have a cowl. I'm wearing it. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. You could make something else out of it. And I have another cowl I got another year. I have two cowls. I don't need okay, another. So don't make cow. a cowl. <sighs> anyway, the point is, well, you could just give it to me. I'm, you know, I would take one for the team and no, it's actually it, take it for the team. It is mine, yarn menagerie. It is mine. So it is a menagerie of yarn. So anyway, that that I suppose is what I'm doing. So I don't know if I'll be coming back, but I'm definitely going to Chad and Sudan and well, all I hope of Asia. You come back. Well, we'll see. Who knows, right? So well, you might love it there and decide to stay. Anyway, so what have you been doing? <laughs> well, since the last podcast, I've been doing more of the same primarily. I've been getting ready for the wedding, and I don't want to be irritating by talking about the wedding constantly. But I'm going to because there are something like 26 days to go. And that little flutter of panic that I felt have nothing to do with all the craft projects that I still have, you know, to do. So this evening, can I tell you, sis, can I tell you about what I'm working on this evening? Sure. Sure. Okay. So I don't know if you listened to the last podcast that I podcasted. I on. didn't. Okay. So <laughs> I'm making tile. Okay. So this is the gift that, okay. So I don't know in Jewish tradition if you people generally do favors, but I decided I wanted to do favors. And the favors that I wanted to make are coasters made from ceramic tiles. Oh, I know you're making those. I've heard a yes, lot. Yes, I know I'm making, I've but not everybody it. knows I'm making them yet. So essentially you take, it's, it's a multi-step process. So I bought four inch by four inch ceramic tiles from Home Depot and then the back of them are unfinished. So I had to lay them all out and I'm, I'm making 300 of these. <coughs> I have to lay, lay it, lay it on its up, opposite side. So bottom side up, then I spray painted the bottoms white and then I spray painted them white again and then spray painted them white again because... I'm not very good with spray paint. And then I spray painted the edges and then I did a sealing coat. So, so it makes it shiny and it doesn't scratch off. And then you have to put a layer of Mod Podge and then a layer of whatever on the front of it to to decorate it. It's a layer of Mod Podge and then a layer of whatever decoration you want to put on. So I'm putting just pretty scrapbook paper. So a layer of scrapbook paper and then two additional layers of Mod Podge. And then on top of that, you do... Uh, the two-part epoxy um, epoxy resin. So you take, you know, you have two bottles and you mix them, and it creates this toxic-smelling goo that makes a. Once it dries, it makes like a mirror-like finish. It's very, very cool, but it does smell toxic. Anyway, so I finished a hundred so far, and a hundred wasn't enough. So I'm making an. No, I've finished two hundred so far. Two hundred wasn't enough, so I'm making an additional two hundred, an additional one hundred. Once I'm done making these, then I'm going to put little felt feet on the bottom and then package them up in groups of four. And then I'm going to use them as favors, but I think I'll put the little escort cards on them. So people pick up a group of four and on there it'll say what table they're going to. And as Melanie eloquently put it, 
no one's going to want a bunch of heavy tiles to carry home in their suitcase. Yeah. So I may have I may have 300 tiles at the end of the whole event. Wow. So, so anyways, that's what I'm working on this evening. I'm for my I've almost completely finished the first 200 and then for the last 100 I'm doing my second coat of of Mod Podge. And then I have to do the toxic sealing which will happen another day. So that's one thing on the to-do list that I'm working on. And then how's your veil? I haven't worked on my veil yet. Um, but so I, I, I talked about this on the other podcast too, but essentially I have a very, very long wide piece of English netting, but I, I'm, I'm nervous to cut it. It's too long, but I'm nervous to cut it, especially until I have the dress that, so then I can like, measure how long beyond the dress that it should go and basically i'm just putting it off so the dress is getting taken in i'm i it's probably ready already I, he said maybe i could pick it up today but i didn't get to it so i'm gonna go pick it up tomorrow i there was another big oh blocking the blocking of the chuppah cover i have not blocked it yet but i ordered a whole bunch of you know those Oh, so they look like blocking boards where they're the foam, foam mats that fit together like puzzle pieces. But if you buy the blocking, the blocking boards or the blocking foam, it costs something like $25 for nine of them. And that's what I've been doing until now. But I need something like 200 and something square feet or at least 120, 130 square feet to do half of this chuppah cover. So I'm going to do half, half at a time to block it. And I wasn't willing to spend the amount of money that it would cost to buy a 120 something blocking board. So I went looking online and I found, you know how they have the kids mats that are basically colorful version of those blocking boards. And I, so I found those and I bought a bunch of packages of those and they worked out to something like 75 cents a piece or something like that. So I was able to buy a much larger quantity of those for a much lower price. And I can't think of a space big enough to block this other than the waiting room at my office. So the public sometimes comes into my office, but only twice a week. So if I time it, I can block half of it one day and then block half of it the other day and hopefully have it all packaged up and clean and put everything away by the time um, clients are going to come in the next time. So I haven't done that yet, but potentially this week. And then... um, Oh, and then there are the centerpieces. Sis, are you still there or have you gone somewhere? Oh, no, I'm just on vocal rest. Okay. Oh, right. You're on vocal rest. (laughs) Okay. So the centerpieces, I ordered a whole... I thought, wouldn't it be nice to do potted plants? Because I'm brilliant. So, and wouldn't it be cheaper to do potted plants? Because I'm not so brilliant. So I've ordered a bunch of succulents. I may have spent more money than I should have on succulents. But I ordered them in bulk. And like, they're cheaper than they would be had I not been careful to order them on Black Friday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, but compared to flowers, uh, anyways, I don't know if in the end it'll end up being cheaper, but I or- I got the shipment. I'm a little disappointed in that I thought I was ordering a lot more than I actually, like it, it sounded like a lot more than what I actually have. So I'm probably going to have to supplement it with flowers, but basically I need to, I'm planting six, 16 pots worth of succulents to use as decorations and then maybe I'll add flowers elsewhere. So 16, I have to plant 16 succulent arrangements. And today I got the gravel to go in the bottom of the bowls because succulents don't like to have their roots wet and my whole, my my bowls don't have holes in the bottom. So if you put gravel in the bottom, then it kind of keeps the water can accumulate down there rather than keeping the soil really, really wet and moist. So Anyways, I have a 50-pound bag of gravel plus an additional eight bags of soil, and the planting will begin at some point in the near future. But unfortunately, I'm running out of space for craft things So, because the plants are taking up half the living room, and then all the other crafting wedding things are taking up the other half. And now things have now started moving into the tv kitchen area so uh, space is a little bit at a premium right now anyway that's my that's my update well i think uh, that's i i've been doing a little knitting i've been working on i'm making a little capelet for 
Well, to wear with the wedding dress, may or may not end up wearing it. It may or may not end up looking very good. But basically, I'm doing out of a beautiful lace weight, probably silk and cashmere yarn, mystery yarn that I got many, many years ago. And it's pretty, and but I'm just doing it out of a stockinette stitch, and I'm doing beading around the bottom edge. So it'll probably be... Uh, Soft, but not not too decorative because I my my dress has decorations on it, so I didn't want something that would compete with the dress. So it, that's going well. I'm almost at the point where I was going to do a turned hem. I'm doing kind of from collar down, and I was going to do a turned hem. So I'm approaching. I have a few more, maybe an inch more to go before I start. I do the I turn the hem and and then um, keep going. Well, with the hem stuff. And then I need to reinforce because I, I did a really super stretchy bind on, cast on. Oh, my goodness. Super stretchy cast on. But unfortunately, what it means is that the, the part around the collar is actually too stretchy and it's out of it, it's shapeless. So I'm going to I'm going to knit another band and then sew it on so that it the the neck band has a little bit more structure to it and kind of holds in a little bit more. So that's what I'm knitting. That sounds complicated. Well, it's mostly stockinette. Then that doesn't sound overly complicated. Vital, you're the oldest. They have to make a match for you before they can make one for me. And then after her, one for me. So if Yenta brings you a husband... Oh, Yenta, Yenta! Well, somebody has to arrange the matches. Young people can't decide these things for themselves. She might bring someone wonderful. Someone interesting. And well-off. And important. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. Matchmaker, matchmaker, look through your book and make me a perfect match. Matchmaker, matchmaker, I'll bring the veil. You bring the groom, slender and pale. Bring me a ring, for I'm longing to be the envy of all I see. So it's time to bring back a word. I have two words to bring back. Okay, I chose the second one. Wait, you don't know either of them yet, do I? Yeah, I know, but you, you said you had two. Don't I get to pick? Fine, you get to pick. Pick a word. No, I mean, of the two, I'm picking the second one first. Oh, no, uh, what? Okay, all right, fine. So the first word is quiddle. <laughs> Q-U-I-D-D-L-E, quiddle. What does that mean? It means to talk nonsense or speak vaguely. And I feel like there's a lot of quiddling going on in the world nowadays. There is. Quiddle. To quiddle. S- quiddle. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. Like, um, is it to quiddle? Is it is a quiddle a verb? Is um, the... Quiddling. Quiddling will I be the t- verb. Hold on. I, I got it from a book. I was reading a book and this word was used. Um, let me get the page of the book and I can read you the sentence. Um, all right. Um, well, you needn't preach. You didn't any of you do anymore, and you might have. For Mac likes you better than he does me. I always fret him, he says, and it isn't my fault if I am a quiddle, protested Steve in self-defense. It's not my fault if I am a quiddle. Okay, so I guess that wasn't the most clear. Okay, she doesn't always write in the clearest style when it's dialogue. However, um, so you can be a quiddle. You can quiddle. There can be quiddling. It's it's someone who talks about... um, it, it, it's so it's you, kind of like the word gossip there is go- like gossip exists yeah you can be a gossip you can engage right. in gossiping okay right so and in structurally not structurally but grammatically if you can use the word gossip you could also use the word quiddle yes or quiddling yeah yeah and okay. i guess if to, to quiddle is like i said before is to talk nonsense or speak vaguely but if you are a quiddle you are someone who spends or wastes time in trifling employments in other words, you, it's like knitting all the time. You're just quiddling. Trifling importance. Or something. Right. Yeah. Like music. What? Uh, like knitting. What if you have a savage beast <laughs> that doth need soothing? You need music. Right, right. Of course, of course. And But, you know, knitting, knitting is clearly a pointless task. Yeah, you know, it's, I guess, um, uh, yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I need to use it in a sentence then. I guess you have to try. Okay, let me see. The word is quiddle. So I feel like, not I feel like, but I, 
have noticed that on the news lately, there is a lot of coverage of people who do a lot of quiddling. How is that? I think that's really good. I think that that is accurate and good. (laughs) So the second word I want to bring back, this is more of a phrase. And for the life of me, I have not been able to find the exact definition online. And I've read this. I was reading... If most people have read The Five Little Peppers and How They Grew, you haven't. You should read it. You should have read it as a child. It, for those who are unfamiliar, what's it, what it's, what it's it about? It's the staple of everyone's childhood. It's one. Of, it's a great American classic um, written by Margaret Sidney. She wrote a whole bunch of them, actually. If you've only ever read one, there's about nine. Point is, it's about a, a happy family living in their poor in this house, and a bunch of things happen. It's, it's a delightful story for children. But she, she wrote a whole bunch of sequels. And in one of the sequels, one of the characters, Ferranzi, um, several times it says that she does a little cheese in the middle of the floor. She does a what? A little cheese in the middle of the floor. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, I... It, I would, she does a cheese? She like does throws a, a tantrum? No, it's usually she's so happy and joyful. She does a little cheese. So it could be a little so, curtsy. It could be a dance. It could be a little dance. So I don't, you can sort of picture someone sinking to the ground and puffing up their skirt and doing a little cheese, maybe that way. I don't know. And so I guess. How do you spell it? Like cheese? Like cheese. Like doing a little cheese. Like, like the kind, the mozzarella kind. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I have looked everywhere and I have not been able to find, well, clearly not everywhere because. So I know you say you've looked everywhere, but did you try the internet? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm just 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 want to be sure. I don't just go online looking for Twitter rants. I also look up facts on the internet. <laughs> yes, I have looked on the internet. Thank you, and it is not there. Um, should I try looking it up on the internet? No, I have already tried looking it up on the internet. My point is putting it out there to you listeners. Can anyone tell me if they know specifically what doing a little cheese? is and how one does it because sometimes it it is different for the record than cutting the cheese that is a different action i'm assuming okay so according to wikipedia cheese is a heroin-based recreational drug no i i knew that so it's not doing some recreational drugs. I mean, I only know that because i looked it up on urban dictionary and that was right okay i I don't it's it's i it's not that (sighs) It's a delightful children's story that teaches family. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I thought it'd be helpful. Maybe you forgot to check on Google. No, I checked on Google. Thank Google and I are pretty good friends. Thank you very much. Um, are you well acquainted? Yeah, we're pretty well acquainted. Google has looked up a lot of things for me lately. Thank so you. if I look up images for doing a cheese, I see pictures of Cheetos. <laughs> uh-huh. I see an image that says the words, like, with the pile of cheese, and it says addicted to cheese. <laughs> it's not that. Um, I see... You're ruining everything. I'm sorry. So, if I don't... If, but if we don't know what it means, then how am I supposed to help? Well, I guess I was more putting it out there to our clever listeners who might have other resources. Oh, I wasn't supposed to help. Okay. Well, I, I didn't... I, to be honest, I didn't think you could help. <laughs> and I was right. Okay, doing a cheese old-fashioned. Let's see if that says... Uh-huh. So now the podcast has degenerated into Google. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't see it there. See? It's a mystery. Are you sure it exists? It's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I will read you the sentence. Okay, I'm ready for it. I just have to spell cheese correctly. And yes, thank you. I know how to spell cheese correctly. So here are some of the instances in this book. Number one, then she hopped away from Polly and made a little cheese right on the sidewalk. Okay, um... You know what cheese sounds like, right? Okay, wait, wait. Here's the exact, here's the exact paragraph. Then she hopped away from Polly and made a little cheese right on the sidewalk. Oh, dear me, wailed Polly. <laughs> Burrowing deeper within the folds of the black alpaca apron. And the first person he ran up against was a small boy, his hands full of little wads of paper bundles. See what you've done? That's castor oil. Anyway, on and on and on. So, um. Okay, so it sounds like she, she made a little poop ski on the sidewalk. <laughs> Um, it comes, there's another time, um, I'll help to buy the other, hummed Ferranzi. Then she hopped away from Polly and made a little cheese right on the sidewalk. 
The fur-trimmed coat flew out as well as it could, and the money bag also. So it's some kind of action. So one, one cheeses on a sidewalk. Yes. It seems like that's the only circumstance in which cheesing happens. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Oh, wait, wait. I found an illustration from the book. Oh, no. There's just a little girl dancing. She hasn't left anything behind her. And her, and her legs are crossed. But does it, she did a cheese on the sidewalk, but it doesn't say that she left something behind, no, right? No, no, it, do, it does not. Um, this, is, this is an enigma. It's a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Yeah, so yes. anyway, I, I, can yes, post, it is. I will post the picture and maybe someone, someone can bring light to this. Maybe it's a dance term. And so I guess we're not bringing it back. We're just, we're displaying a mystery wrapped in an enigma. Or we're crowdsourcing this one. We're crowdsourcing knowledge, yes, because that's worked so well lately. Yes. <laughs> I love cheese. 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 I really love the cheese. I love Swiss and jalapeno jack. I will love cheese from Iran or Iraq. Oh, I love cheese. You had other things you wanted to talk about, sis. Oh, okay. So there has been a lot. Okay, I have not really been reading a lot on Ravelry lately. But um, right after the election, I noticed on several message boards on Ravelry, there was a lot of pushback against anything political on podcasts. People said that, that... the knitting world is not a place for politics. However, as someone you have who's... opinions, yo. What? You have opinions, yo. Yeah, I have opinions, yo. And I just thought I would express one of them. And you know what? I, this is not one of... Because a lot of people say, here's a warning, we're going to talk about politics. I don't feel like I should have to warn you. I feel like people shouldn't get to avoid this at the moment. That, that, that we don't have the luxury to avoid politics at the moment, whether or not you want to. So this isn't a warning. This is an introduction. Yes. So, well said. And if you decide not warning to listen... Warning heated. And if you choose not to listen, shame on you. So there's a warning in a lecture. In a lecture. In an enigma. <laughs> so. Um, All wrapped together with a tiny bow on top. So there's this travel ban. I know it's not a ban. Right. But it is a ban. And at, I, who knows? But it's currently suspended, although at this moment they're having some sort of hearing about it. Oh, so are we're they? find out later tonight. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's apparently going to court and it is being live streamed from the court. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. Good thing I'm doing this podcast with you. But the, the point is, um, number one, uh, as someone who's going to Sudan soon, I'm, I'm really hoping that they don't institute a reciprocal travel ban against all North Americans because, I mean, luckily, I guess I get to apply through Canada. But um, never mind. Um, I, I just think that, that people need to put a face to some of the people who are getting banned from traveling to the States because there's a lot of talk from one person in particular in a position of power against bad people, right? It's talk about how bad people are going to come and they're all crowding the borders and bad and they're, they're basically just bad again and again. And they're, they're very, very nasty, bad people. But I have a friend who is directly impacted by the travel ban and I am going to tell her story. Good idea. I don't care. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't care if it's a terrible idea. So. No, let's hear Let's hear the story. Okay, here's the story. So my friend Shirin, and I'm going to tell her name because I'm super proud of her. So her name's Shirin. She went to opera school with me. She's from Canada. She We were the two Canadian girls in opera school. She sang mezzo. I sang soprano. We lived together in internet. So you also weren't in direct competition. We weren't. This, that's why we're friends. We were not in direct competition. Right. Yes. And then afterwards, we lived together at International House, which in New York is this giant building, which is an international community for international students, international young professionals to all live together. And it's actually quite lovely. It's kind of like Canada, but in a building. And Right. Right. With, with less maple syrup. Oh, and it, you had to pay to use the cafeteria. So, yeah, and a really expensive cafeteria you had. But anyway, and less maple syrup. And you weren't allowed toasters in your room. You are allowed toasters in your room in Canada. Also, I had a toaster in my room there. <laughs> you know, rules. <laughs> but the point is, the point, uh, I left my fridge there. I never did pick that up. Anyway, 
The point well, is... not a full-size fridge. My mini, it was my mini fridge. I left it there, but I never got it. It's been like eight mm. years. I wonder if it's still... Anyway, okay. The point is, my friend Sharon and I went to opera school, lived in an international house. We parted ways somewhat after that because, you know, she's busy, I'm busy, life happens. Um, turns out that while I was recording knitting music and losing all of my opera street cred, she was practicing her Canadian buns off and she got invited to do a premiere at the Met, which is the basically the biggest thing that can happen to an opera singer ever. So she is currently like a premiere, as in like a premiere opera, or a premiere for her. She was she was offered to sing at the Met. She was given a oh my goodness an engagement okay. at the Met in Carmen, which is which is playing there right now as Mercedes. So it was one of the two gypsies who accompany Carmen, and it's so she got a real role at the Met. Like this is a big deal. It's not a chorus. It's Holy not a, moly. Yes, I mean this is she. It is a huge deal. This is the culmination of her entire life of work. So that happened. Oh no, this is not going to turn out well. Right. So the same oh, as so she's Canadian. However, she was born in Iran. Has she ever lived in Iran? No, she has not. But she was born there. So technically, she is Iranian and Canadian, or she's a Canadian born in Iran. So the same week she premiered Carmen at the Met. This is the again, culmination of her entire life's work, everything she sacrificed, she was told that she's basically a terrorist and has no place in the United States. Was she prevented from entering? Like, did she end up singing? She was prevented from leaving because she happened to be in the States. So she she couldn't leave because she wouldn't have been able to get back in. Right. So she's currently, because this could be overturned at any point, she is, instead of going in between performances and celebrating with her family, or what if her mom becomes sick, or what if, for any reason, she cannot leave the States because she very possibly will not be allowed back in. Because she's someone, she's, quote, a very bad person, according to the definition of why there is a travel ban. Now this, all of you who've seen the Met videos and seen the Met broadcasts and gone to the opera, this is uh, she is contributing in an amazing way to American culture, to the American arts, and yet she that she's the kind of person that this is affecting. It's not a bunch of terrorists crowding the borders. I mean, they weren't they weren't a let they weren't let in before the travel ban. It's people, yeah. right? That's what that's what visas are for. That that people are vetted in advance, and they you know people from these countries all have to apply for visas and. You know, if you're concerned about the quality of the the decisions being made on visas, you don't address that through a travel ban. You address that through staff training or instructions to staff or changing your immigration laws. But but that's not what this is. Right. So, I mean, and there are other people. I, I know other people who are potentially affected, too. But this is someone I know who's... She's Canadian. Her family is Canadian. They've been Canadian. She's, I think she's gone to visit Iran once or twice in her entire life. Maybe a couple more times. But she is a Canadian. And anyway, and the, so I guess that is my story about how it's not a bunch of nameless, faceless people waiting to ruin America. It, these are people contributing directly to America being a wonderful country that are being adversely affected by the travel ban. And that is well, I'm just going to uh, I am just going to briefly say that watch out for and I think most of our listeners are anyways, I think most of our listeners wouldn't disagree, but just listen to the words that are being said and the sentiments behind it. And, you know, be careful. This is this is sounding uncomfortably like 1930s Germany. It is. And I'm not saying that this is what's going to happen, but you know, keep an eye out the same rhetoric of blaming the outsider, blaming the person who's different for your, for whatever economic troubles, whether the economic troubles exist or not, to blame, to blame the person who's different or the, you know, the outsider within your borders. That's, that's where really scary things start. So, yeah, so I guess that is our bit of politics. But I mean, I don't even know if I have any ideas. I mean, what, I would love to be able to tell people, like, here's something you could do, but I don't know what people could do. So, um, so what my approach, I mean, there are, there's all sorts of people who are engaged in protesting and contacting their, you know, their political representative. And, um, 
I'm not comfortable doing that just simply because of the work that I do. And I'm not an American citizen. I'm living in the United States, but, you know, I'm not an American citizen. But for me, part of it has to do with just being good to other people and being, you know, in, a, in an environment where where things are can be so scary or so negative or, you know, rejecting people, you know, to be a to be a kind person for me is it can go a long way, especially, you know, be aware that especially people who are of minorities, be aware that they might be going through a harder time now than usual. And, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be good. I think I don't know if that's helpful at all, but no, I think that's fair. And it must be really hard for people whose I know a couple people whose families have been divided over this. It's very civil war like in a lot of ways. I mean, families are being completely divided, but it's it's what like it's like it's almost like at the beginning of the civil war where families were oh divided in terms of like politically divided yeah like politically divided in such an extent that it is ruining families and unfortunately I think that's just that's just what's happening right now um. Yeah. Well, I I think one of the problems is that this is not, it's not a small thing, whatever things are, whatever we're talking about, be it. um, But I think these are, you know, fundamental questions that there is a sense of, you know, silence is complicity, that to say nothing means you agree with it. And so I think people are being more, are compelled more and more to speak out, because they don't, you know, it's again, they don't want to stay silent because they don't want to be complicit in what's happening. But also, it means that there are more people speaking up and voicing opinions and, and, and anyways. So yeah, there's gonna, it's gonna get worse before it gets better, probably. But um, everyone keep up the good work. What's for dinner, sis? What's for dinner? I'm making cauliflower. I'm getting hungry. What are you doing with your cauliflower? Um, okay, this is... We had cauliflower similar to this when we ate at the Tavern on the Green. This is where I got the idea. But theirs was super posh, and this is not. Um, basically, I cut up a bunch of cauliflower, put far too much olive oil on it because I wasn't paying attention, and then put a bunch of herbs on top and some seasoned salt, and then you just stick it in the oven until it blackens. Done! That sounds delicious. Salted? Did you salt it? Um, this, there's salt in the seasoned pepper stuff. But yes. Ah, uh, fabulous. So yeah. So well, I guess. I'm, how about you? What are you eating? Um, undecided. There's a good chance that it's going to involve popcorn. But beyond that, I have some tofu, so I think I'll cook up some tofu and frozen stir fry veggies, and you know I'll eat them once they're no longer frozen. But uh, it's not going to be an exciting meal. Well, uh, I do like tofu, though. I would. If, I might go get. There's supposed to be a giant storm hitting Montreal, so I feel like I should go get groceries. Although, you know, it's a three minute walk away, and I could just do it in a giant storm. It's. I might just go. T- there's a forty minute walk to get bagel. I might go get a bagel for tomorrow. Yeah. Also, like have some groceries in the house just in case. I did. Just in case the store doesn't open, and then say. I ate them. I you know by storm it probably is just going to snow a little. In fact, the snow has stopped. <laughs> But, oh, so you mean it's going to be a beautiful day? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Just checking. <clears throat> okay, well, you got to go poison yourself with smelly things to make... To, everyone's going to totally want coasters. So, yes, you're going to make... No one's going to want the coasters, are they? It's just that they're <sighs> heavy and everyone's traveling. You could just get M&Ms with my name on them. What? <laughs> then, they, then they would be M&Gs. M&Gs, and... It, Anyway. Or just MGs. MGs. The, all you have to do is, like, scratch off one of the M's. <laughs> I'm not going to do M&M's. Okay, well, anyway, have fun with tiles. And I'm... Thank you. I, I'm actually going to knit. So I'm going to start knitting something maybe tonight. So, or not. Ooh. Okay. Well, then we can hear all about it next time. Yeah, right. Definitely, totally happening. Okay. Okay, Bye. Wait, we're not Bye. on the phone. We're podcasting. <laughs> I forgot. Did you really? Okay, well, bye. I guess talk to you later. Okay, click. <laughs> and to everyone, this is the point where the conclusion music starts. Yeah, right. If it's neat, then it's 
sweet little ding dong tree. Little socks for little feet. Just knitting with your knitting all day long. You know, knitting's friendly and knitting's fun. Knitting's good for everyone, and that is why we sing this knitting song. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode of the Savvy Girls Podcast. It has been such a pleasure to be chatting with you today, and we look forward to, hopefully, having you join us next time. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us through our website at www.savvygirls.ca. That's S-A-V-V-Y-G-I-R-L-S dot C-A. You can find us on Ravelry. I am Savvy Girl Deborah. Oh, I'm Savvy Girl Melanie. That's me. And we are on the Savvy Girls Podcast group. We're on Twitter as Savvy Girls PCast, on Facebook under the Savvy Girls Podcast, and I'm on Instagram Instagram as Savvy.girl.debra. Um, okay, well, have you, uh, have you posted anything on the Savvy Girls Twitter account? Because I don't actually have the password. Oh, I, it's been a really long time. So, okay, so we're going to do that. Um, but also, I'm, we're going to post on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also I'm on Twitter also under um, Melanie Presents, and I'm also on Instagram under Melanie Presents. And I'm going to figure out the password and post a bunch of things because we have far more followers on that than on my personal account. So yes. Although when I post on on Instagram, which is frankly not as often as it should be, I cross post to Twitter as well. Well, look at you with all technology and things. La di da. So next so. next episode is the last episode before Deborah ties the knot. And so they'll be knitting. Clearly. Uh, I suppose. So anyway, um, until next time, tend to your knitting. Tend to your knitting, kitten. kitten. Shout! I shout! I shout if I want to, and do you know why? Why?